0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Cowboys Chat with Shap. My name is Zach Schaaphorst with me, Vinny Tadaro. And uh, not a whole lot of real breaking news on this week, but uh, we had a couple comments for Stephen Jones, which we'll talk about. And then uh, we'll talk a little free agency and a little pre-Combine draft, as uh, we'll have the Combine to talk about after next episode. So, uh, but as always, we'll start off with trivia, and this week it is Vinny asking me the trivia question, so.
1: This running back was selected in the fifth round in 2000 by the Cowboys. Uh,
0: Is it Michael Wiley? Mmm, very good. Is that it? Yeah. Oh wow, that was that was really digging. I, I I wanted to say Marcellus Wiley, but I knew he was the defensive end. Yeah. Damn. All right. That's a good one. That is a that is a good one.
1: <laughs> I didn't fool you though. You got that first. Yeah. Test. Well,
0: but but I was like, I, this could be completely wrong. <laughs> There, there's some times where I'm like I feel pretty good about this, but I was like, that one I was like I'm, want to say some crevice of my brain says it's a, a Wiley, but not Marcellus Wiley, because I know he's a defensive end. But All right. cool, that's a good one. Um, so do you
1: know what college you went to?
0: <laughs> no, no, I don't. I know nothing you, about him, but his do name. Do you
1: know who caught him? Uh.
0: I don't know. I would guess Campo.
1: Bill Parcells. Is it
0: Parcells? Okay.
1: He lasted, like... a couple, he lasted a few years, and then Campo cut him in, camp in favor of another obscure name now, Avion Quezon.
0: Okay, I remember him.
1: The third back,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was a kickoff returner, I think. A little bit. Um, yeah, that's a good one. yeah um, All right, so I guess let's start off with the um, with Stephen Jones comments, and I I heard a couple, you know, quotables. One being that um, Dak Prescott, you know, basically they see him as the long term quarterback, and they're they're thinking they'll have a um, an extension. Reached at some point. I don't know if he said this off season, but um, basically just saying you know they're they're all for Dak Prescott. Um, now I, I don't know. This was a much less. This was kind of like an unnamed report, but there was also a report from like Fox Sports that said that the Cowboys have told Dak Prescott that he's basically. If he doesn't play better this year, he's gone after this year. I don't know if you heard that, and and again, that's you know kind of a a anonymous well, scout kind of thing. But
1: yeah, um, I did. I didn't hear that. I heard that they mm-hmm. have interest in CJ Stroud. Yeah, uh, I don't think they're going to be able to get. They're going to be able to get at number twenty six. But uh, I, I would either restructure or extend. Prescott because you can make a lot you can open up a lot of cap space by doing so but at the same time um, it is definitely time to take um, backup quarterback seriously and um, either pick somebody up in free agency Teddy Bridgewater Baker Mayfield think they would both be good pickups and free agency yeah. uh, I kind of like Teddy Bridgewater. thought he was a little underrated I think he can run with the ball he can throw a little bit um, or or and um, I, I think they need to use a, um, a you know a draft pick on a quarterback which which I would not completely rule they're not going to do this I don't think but I would not completely rule it out in the first round if somebody falls
0: yeah I I think if if someone like C.J. Stroud fell, which right now seems very unlikely, but, you know, it wouldn't totally shock me because the, the biggest thing going against him is he's an Ohio State quarterback and the last guy's, I mean, Justin Fields has done all right. He was obviously a great rusher this year, but he hasn't really developed as a passer. And that was kind of his, that was what people expected out of him was he would be a, a good pocket passer. He was that in college. And obviously, C.J. Stroud doesn't have that rushing ability. And then the other guy most recently was uh, Dwayne Haskins, who the late Dwayne Haskins. Um, but yeah, so not, not a great uh, couple recent Ohio State quarterbacks coming out. But still, I would say it's probably not going to happen that he'll fall to us. And uh, really, yeah, really, there, there's four guys that I think would you could argue make an argument for drafting at 26, and I think most likely they'll all be gone in the top 15 picks. But if any of them fall, I think it's possible. The other guy that we brought in for a visit... Um, I think Hendon is his first name. Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. I think there's a much higher chance we could get him. Um, I'm, I'm hoping in like the third round, I think that would be a good spot for him. Um, he's, he's an older quarterback, 25, um, but he was very good in college last year. I think that he'll take a little time to develop because um, it wasn't really a pro style of offense. But I think he's got the the talent and the tools. Um, he would just you'd want to sit him a year and, and probably have another quarterback. Now let me ask you this: we the, one of the one pieces of news today, Carson Wentz. To, if I
1: could just, oh if yeah, I could just yeah, go ahead. I have them taking a quarterback in my mock draft, which is based right now only on ideal, um, not on value. Because it's going to a lot of obviously it's going to depend on who's on the board, but I have them taking a quarterback with their first fourth round pick. I think they're going to get three comp compensatories, so that will help. But I have them taking a quarterback in the fourth round as well as adding a uh, a a real backup quarterback, not Cooper Rush.
0: Yeah. Well, I was I was just about to ask what what do you think of getting uh, Carson Wentz? The the Commanders just cut him. If, if, obviously, it would have to be for, you know, backup money, but
1: what do you think of oh, it? <laughs> How was he in his last—I I, I lost track of his career when he left the, the city of brotherly love.
0: Um, he's basically he, been about as bad as he was his last year in Philly, which was not good.
1: <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I'm leaning more toward Baker Mayfield or Teddy Bridgewater.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair.
1: Um, I, I Carson Wentz seems to have really you know run out of gas yeah. after a promising start. Um, he hasn't been able to turn things around like Jared Goff did. so I, I would probably stay right stay away from uh, from him. but um, yeah, this this Cooper rush to me, like I said, I think he's a probably a pretty good number three quarterback, but they need to find a number two and maybe just let Cooper rush go. Um, somebody might be dumb enough to offer him good money as a backup. I really don't think he's going to be offered a starting job, even if it's it's as a bridge. Um, I don't think he's much of a quarterback. And um, like I said, um, try and draft somebody. I mean, you can't guarantee it because you don't know if the value is going to be there. You don't want to reach. Yeah. Um, But – try you know that that's what i have him doing in in the uh in the fourth round but uh, like i said if somebody if the right guy is there early um maybe take him but um it seems like they are trying to put Dak prescott on notice um that uh he's just not a winner and um they're not going to put up with it anymore he backed them into a corner um i think there was probably a lot of bad blood during those negotiations and now they're looking at it like look you backed us into a corner and we gave you more money than you deserved we gave you what you wanted and you know you're not you're you're not you're not you're not winning right you know and the, 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 the interceptions this year were just awful and uh, it's not completely his fault, but you know, if you got a quarterback who needs to be surrounded by that much talent, I mean, you know, CD Lamb and Amari Cooper—they're two of the best wide receivers in the league. Yeah, you could argue they're both in the top ten. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what he had last year. Mm-hmm. Um, plus uh, Gallup and plus uh, Cedric Wilson, um, and plus Dalton Schultz and Tony Pollard. And a, a good offensive him. line, yeah. and um, you know he's as we've said so many times before, he just really needs to be surrounded by a lot of talent. And I just don't, I don't think you pay somebody like that the um, the, the the kind of money that they, they paid him. And I, I think he really leveraged them, and um, and and they probably are very um, resentful about that.
0: Yeah. Well, I. I... I think ultimately it is going to come down to, and I'll probably keep saying this until we actually announce what we're going to do on this end. It it all, you know, talk is is cheap. It's going to come down to, do we extend or restructure him, Michael Gallup, Zeke, whoever you want to talk about? Um, That's really going to speak more loudly than any you know, soundbite that Steven or any of them could say. Um, if they extend or restructure Dak, we're committed to him for at least three years. If, if there's one thing you can count on with this front office, we're not going to make a, a disastrously bad financial decision. And cutting, you know, restructuring Dak and then cutting him and getting taking a, you know, $50, $60 million cap hit is not in the cards. Now, if we don't restructure or extend him, A, it's going to limit us a lot for this particular offseason, but it all but guarantees we're going to move on from him in 2024. It also probably means that we're going to really be targeting quarterback in probably the top three rounds. That even opens up the door, I would say, for trading up if one of these guys... If we like uh, a C.J. Stroud and he's available in the late teens, maybe, I could see us going up to get him. Um, so, yeah, that, that's really going to tell me everything, is, is who we decide to uh, extend or restructure, because, because we know that we'll, we'll be tied to that, that player.
1: Oh, I think, the, I, I think they're going to extend him. I, I think uh, so, too. And, right. uh, and and take a, you know get a big cap cap relief uh, of maybe 22 million dollars I think the figure was right. um, and you know like like you did, you did the numbers yeah you, you did a good job with that saying that right. you know they could fairly easily free up 70 million dollars which was music to my ears right. because um, it came without cutting anybody that I really want to keep right. and it, it also allows us to be to, to pretty much do what we want to in free agency with our, um, with most of our own guys and, um, you know, also pick up a few, uh, quality players. You know, I think there's actually, I, my latest thing I have I'm needing to pick up like six guys, um, outside agency, of the team? But,
0: like uh, outside free agents or just including our guys too? No,
1: outside free agents. Okay. I have them needing a backup quarterback, which we just talked about. Great. Uh, they definitely need a number two. Um, I'm not sold on Odell Beckham. Um, definitely need a defensive tackle, which we've, we've talked about ad nauseum. Yeah. Um, strong side linebacker, because, uh, that edge was just so vulnerable last year. Um, and I don't know if they should re-sign Anthony Barr. I don't know. No, I'm kind of hesitant to let Van and Barr go, but, yeah. um. And then, as backups, I think they need a you know I think they need a, another um body in the middle of the interior line as a backup because I don't think Matt Farniak is much, and I think they need yeah. um another cornerback, uh especially if they let Anthony Brown walk, yeah. but those are backup spots, obviously,
0: yeah yeah i think I, the the position the one in position I would add to that is. I think guard, if we don't, honestly, even if we, I think if we sign McGovern, we're probably just going to draft someone. At least I hope we do, because I don't want him to be like an unchallenged starter. But uh, what I, but I've been looking at the guard class and I think, I I doubt we're going to allocate major resources there considering we've got, you know, big money at Zach Martin, Tyron Smith will probably have to pay Terrence Steele pretty soon, but I could see there's a guy Nate Davis for the who played on the Titans, who I could see being a very solid starter. I would say definite upgrade over McGovern, maybe for you know six million a year. Will uh, Will Hernandez. Who most recently played played for the Cardinals? I think also would be a solid pick. He, he's a guy that well, kind of struggled. You,
1: you, you hated him with the Giants. I did,
0: I did, but he's gotten better over time, and and interior linemen do tend to get better, you know, over time. We saw that with Connor Williams, Terrence Steele. So he has started to become an actually competent player, and I think he oh. he could. You know, again, I, I would at this point with just what he showed last year, I'd rather have him than Connor McGovern. If that t- tells you anything about what I think about Connor McGovern, but uh, yeah, I other than that, I, I'd I agree with you on on the the positions um, positions I have, of need.
1: I have him taken a, a guard in the fifth round. Okay. Offensive uh, guard for depth. The I mean, that... but somebody who could, you know, somebody. I always think of, I always look for guys who could start, but yeah. you know, right now for depth. Yeah. And um, yeah, I I, I I agree with you that if the right deal is out there, then they should um, pull the pull the trigger on it and uh, replace Connor McGovern. I'm not that tied to him, yeah. um, but I don't know if you know one of those guys is going to be that. Um you know it, it, I think they're I don't know if they're gonna get a lot more than Connor McGovern is gonna warrant
0: in yeah terms of money. that, that is the question I, I think if if you got Connor McGovern for three or four million and those guys I, I think I would take them for like six million five or six million, yeah. but if they're asking for like eight to ten, then that's too much. I, I think they're you know just average to slightly above average. Starters, and uh, I don't think that's especially for the interior O line. I don't think it's worth that much. Um, I I will say I think receiver is one where I don't think I I agree. We need to address it, obviously, but I don't think the free agent class. And I think I've said this before. I don't think that's the way you address it. If you if you really want to get aggressive, I think there's going to be guys we could acquire through trade. But ideally, I think it's it's the draft. And I, I've started to, I, I think, especially for t- t- two positions of need um, that I think are going to really... Uh, I think the valuations are going to swing a lot based on this week with the combine, um, our receiver and cornerback. And right now... My, my two top guys, and, and I think these would be my—of the realistic options out there, I, I think th- this guy Jalen Carter from Georgia, he would be, like, my dream scenario, but he's, 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 like, one of the best defensive tackle prospects in years, and he's going to go top four. Um, outside of him, I think the realistic options that I like the most are these two receivers, Jordan Addison uh, from USC— and then uh, Jackson Smith-Nijaga um, from Ohio State. I think either of those guys, especially Addison, but I th- both of them I think are very – they remind me a little of Olave and Garrett Wilson last year, where neither of them is like a physically imposing guy, but they're but both – we, we hit on
1: Olave because Olave had a good year.
0: Right. Right, and another guy they remind me of that we both liked Calvin Ridley. Like they're they're not guys that are gonna be you know physically dominant or anything like that, but they're solid route runners, and I think they'll both be immediately productive, and they'll be the type of receivers that mesh well with Dak. Now, will they last to 26? I don't, I don't know. I think. It, it, it's in our best interest that they don't run well um if you remember the year we got cd lamb he ran pretty you know pretty meh at the at the the combine i think he ran like a mid four or five so did jerry judy and and that was those guys were talked about as top five picks top, and,
1: and, and, and and henry rugs burned it up right now right exactly, in
0: land. Yeah. exactly. The, the guy that I've seen some people mocking to us that I don't want, at least at twenty-six. I, I could live with him at fifty-eight. Um is Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee, one of one of uh Hendon Hooker's top receivers. And not that I, you know, not that I'm convinced he'll be bad, but all really his entire game is deep routes he's a he's a fast guy i think he'll probably test extremely well and that i hope pushes him up the board like henry ruggs did but um i i think it would be a huge reach at 26 for a guy who's pretty much a project at everything but hey just run deep and, and you know take the top off um there, there's a couple other the, the guy who's probably the consensus number one in this draft, Quinton Johnston or Johnson, Quinton Johnston from TCU. He's a guy that I actually don't love, <laughs> and, and not necessarily in general, but specific, but for Dak Prescott, he, he was you know a big body guy, six four. And I, I bet he'll test well too, which probably prices him out of our range, anyways. So it's probably a moot point. But if it was between him, hypothetically, and a guy like Jordan Addison, I would take Addison because he's more polished. And, and Quentin Johnston probably has a higher ceiling. Um, and, and my fear is that I, I'm, you know, I was not very high on DK Metcalf for kind of the same reason. He, he's just this. You know, athletic freak who could run like two routes, and obviously he's done quite well. But I, I would take the the sure thing that I see Jordan Addison as over the guy who has the crazy high ceiling, but is kind of a project.
1: Well, see, I don't think they're going to do that. I, I think I think they're going to want to shore up that position before the draft via trade or via free agency, and. They have talked an awful lot about Odell Beckham, and yeah. he brings that star power yeah. that Jerry loves so much. Um, I think that they all love so much, and I would not be surprised if they signed him. Um, I just hope that they don't overpay him, Right? because that's, I, that's I think key. that, um, yeah, I, I think he's nuts, and um, He's not near, he's not the receiver, certainly not the receiver that he was. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what I would think of him coming to the Cowboys. I guess maybe it would depend upon how much they have to pay for him, but I think that they kind of have their sights set on him.
0: Yeah, and and
1: it, it's
0: all the more compelling an argument because there's really no one else out there. I mean, there, there's guys like DJ Chark, Uh, kind of a deep threat guy, but injury prone and has really never put together a decent full season. And I, and I still think despite all that, because of how bad the receiving class is, I think someone's going to pay him 10 or 12 mil a season. Uh, Like a team like Chicago, that's desperate for any kind of competent receiver to make their quarterback, uh, you know, feel a little more comfortable. So, yeah, I think Odell Beckham, or even Michael Thomas, uh, kind of another guy that um, I don't think he's... I forget if he's a straight-up free agent or if they're just talking about releasing him, but another guy who, in his prime, was one of the best in the game, but he just can't stay healthy for the life of him. Um, so, But I, I do think Odell Beckham stylistically, I think he's... Better fit for Dak. Uh, Michael Thomas, I, I see more of his possession receiver, um, kind of like a better version. I mean, he's a bigger guy, but kind of better version of Michael Gallup a, a little bit. Some,
1: someone started a rumor about Stephon Diggs coming to the Cowboys, which is kind of yeah. sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would probably give up the first rounder for him. Uh,
0: I I think I would too. I mean the 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 cap is the issue, but I I will say of all the of all the big name receivers that have been thrown out, I think he would mesh well. He would mesh the best with Dak Prescott, and obviously you know pairing with his brother that would be cool. But um, you know I've heard Mike Evans thrown out. I don't I don't like him at all. (laughs) I've heard T Higgins. Don't like that at all. Both of those guys are. You know, very productive NFL receivers. Not you know taking anything away from them, but again, it's the style with Dak Prescott. These are guys like, especially T. Higgins. To me, he screams Des Bryant. He's taller version, and and granted, this is Des I think he's Des Bryant in his prime, but still, I don't think Dak Prescott is, meshes well with that kind of guy. Mike, yeah, Evans. I like to
1: throw to guys that. Dak prefers throwing to guys who are wide open. Right. He doesn't like the right. tight window throws. Although exactly. he's made some good ones, yeah. he's he's also gotten into trouble with that. <sighs> and, um, you know, he, he doesn't really – throwing guys open like Aitwin used to do is not really his – and Romo used to do too um, – is not his forte. Right. So you got to find guys like, I don't know, somebody named Amari Cooper?
0: Yeah. Almost like
1: so bad we that have was had, the perfect so
0: receiver for him. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree completely. Um, and, and, I mean, if we can get a... I mean, the biggest thing with Stefan Diggs, besides the fact that it would cost us, you know, a, a top pick, it, it would also cost us a lot of money in terms of contract. Yeah. And... The the thing that you gotta factor into this if we if we get a free agent or, or if we get a, a I mean I guess a free agent but especially if we trade for a guy who already has a big contract so just to give you an idea uh, Stefan Diggs currently has a cap hit of twenty million uh, on a wow. per year basis he's getting twenty four million per year. Um, wow. Yeah, so, I mean that that means you probably can't sign to Mar uh, CD Lamb. That that's that's the reason I it's it's riskier. But I would ideally like to address the position in the draft because then you get a guy, especially if it's someone like Addison or uh, Smith from Ohio State, who can walk in and from year one be a productive receiver, and we can get at least. Two or three productive years out of them, and then maybe Michael Gallup leaves, and we get, sign that guy to a similar contract or, or whatever the new, you know, going rate for a number two receiver is. Well, if, I think that if works better.
1: If, it, if it's going to be if they're not if they're going to eschew free agency and, and trades for a wideout, I think they have to spend their first round draft pick on a wideout.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think if they. I, the, the kind of in between. Obviously if you go after a Stefan Diggs or a uh, DeAndre Hopkins uh, um, that's not gonna happen. I, yeah, probably not. And and I I think I'd rather have Diggs again, stylistically I think he's better for Dak than even Hopkins. But um but yeah, someone like that, I think you you probably don't need to draft a receiver really anytime soon if you if you make a big splash spending. If you draft—if you don't sign anyone, then, yeah, I think you have to draft one in the first round or second at the absolute latest. If you sign someone like Odell Beckham or Michael Thomas, who has the potential to be a really good receiver, but you're also kind of bracing because of the injury concern, I think you still have to draft a receiver. Maybe not as high, but— Oh yeah, it still should be a priority in that case.
1: Yeah, I haven't taken a receiver in the third round. Yeah, I haven't taken you know finding a receiver in free agency and the and the or trade again ideally. You know we're gonna you know we don't know who's you know we don't know who's gonna get cut you know. Um, Right. So we don't know everybody who's gonna be available, and hopefully that class will get stronger because, like you said, it's really not a strong free agency wide receiving class.
0: Yeah. Um, and it'll be it'll be interesting because you do tend to see this kind of overcorrection based on whatever teams were in the Super Bowl the, the previous year. And it's, it's really interesting because you've got the juxtaposition of the Chiefs who won the Super Bowl after getting rid of Tyreek Hill. And uh-huh. then you have the Eagles who made it to the Super Bowl because they traded for A.J. Brown. Now, I, my guess is that teams are going to follow the Eagles' path more because they're. T- t- I think teams are more likely to be like, oh, I can see our quarterback playing like Jalen Hurts if he has a DeAndre Hopkins or a Mike Evans or insert quarterback rather than, oh, yeah, our guy is as good as Patrick Mahomes. I, I think. Um, It'll probably drive up the market for receivers, is, would be my guess as to how teams uh, react. And, and even with, uh, you know, not that they made it to the Super Bowl, but even looking at what happened with the Dolphins, where when he was healthy, Tua was one of the, statistically, one of the best quarterbacks in the league with Tyreek Hill. Um, and, and that also opened up for Jalen Waddle, who had a much better year than his rookie year. So, I do think that my, my guess is that the combination of the free agent class being really weak and what happened this past season is going to make it really tough to trade for these top receivers. Um, so, and. So I, I think an Odell Beckham or or just not sign or, or you know I, I could I, I wouldn't like it but I I could definitely see us going with another James Washington type just a, a oh, cheap God. guy uh, off the scraping the bottom of the barrel and then going after receiver in the draft that would be something I could, could well state.
1: one thing. We have Go to ahead. keep in mind, Dak Prescott says his offense is going to be 30, 20 to 30% different with Mike right. McCarthy installing at least elements. We don't know how much he's going to install, mm-hmm. but we could say at least there's going to be elements of his version of the West Coast offense, which, as you know, calls for a lot of uh, quick, pass, quick yeah. short drops by yep. the quarterback and uh, quick passes to receivers who need to be able to get separation very quickly and run after the catch. Right. Yep. So, you know, is that going to uh, affect who we can select as well? Uh, it doesn't call Dude. for guys who, you know, need to, who have 4 to 5 speed, but it does call for guys who need to be able to turn a, a five-yard slant into a 60-yard touchdown like Jerry Rice used to do. Yep. I remember he toasted Larry Brown one day. It's was like, Larry Brown wasn't even on the field.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah, I I agree. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, another guy that I like. Um, I think he's probably my third favorite right now. I, I, I could see him testing well and, and moving up, but uh, this guy Zay Flowers from Boston College. Uh, I think he's he's probably got the best run after the catch ability, like if you're chasing a guy, you know, like a Z- Debo Samuel type, he's not built like Debo, but I think he's got speed and explosion for days, he, he did really well at the Senior Bowl, uh, but he's he's only 5'10", which I feel like, for us, that could scare, scare us off him, but, um, yeah, I would say... Uh, yeah re- receiver either of those guys I, I think would be would be well suited in that role I, I think they can you know separate run precision routes you know to get open even in a short in short route you know routes and yeah I think we would be we'd be able to count on them day one which is the most important thing you don't want another Jalen Tolbert. Colbert situation. Oh boy! <laughs> um, oh,
1: that was that was egg on our face, boy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He was just atrocious this year. Yeah. I don't know what happened that because they don't talk about it. Right. I mean, all you can I think, think of is that he just didn't show the mental ability to pick up the playbook. Yeah. Unless he just was really overrated coming out of college, but I don't see how he could, you know, lose your talent like that. I mean, how they could be that off in their assessment of his you know, his uh, game speed and things like that. And I think it's more likely a mental thing. Same thing yeah. with Jabril Cox. Yeah,
0: I was just just thinking that. It reminds me exactly of the same conversation around Gil- Jabril Cox. Um, yeah. A- and, you know, you obviously don't want to rely on it, but it wouldn't surprise me if Jalen Tolbert was, you know, able to make an impact this year after another year under his belt. Because, yeah, I don't, I don't think his... Talent is the issue. It's it's just. I mean, he is he's going from. I think we maybe took it for granted because Michael Gallup was able to pick it up relatively quick. But by, by his by the end of his rookie year, he was he was doing quite well. That also coincided with us getting Amari Cooper, which helped, I think. But yeah, a guy coming from and, and to be fair, Michael Gallup went was was at what Colorado State and this guy was at like Alabama yeah. A&M like not exactly apples to apples like Michael Gallup went up no. against uh went up against like Alabama at one point and he did pretty well uh, you know c- considering his you know supporting talent around him um yeah, Colorado State University, and and he also, he went to a community college, so part of it was a grades thing for him, not not talent. So, yeah, I, I think I I definitely, to some extent, I think overestimated the transition because of Michael Gallup. I, I viewed them, and I probably shouldn't have viewed them as similarly as I, as I did, but, yeah, I, I don't think you want to completely write him off just yet, yeah.
1: and who know who knows what happened to Simi Fajoko?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I mean just it, It's all about. It's all about the. I guess the the. I mean, he did okay in preseason, so it's really just about what the coaches think of him. Uh, I'm sure Noah Brown. Just the fact that he plays special teams uh, that gives him some edge. Sure. I'd keep him
1: around. I'd keep him around as a number four. He might want to you know he might want to go somewhere where he can be a number three, but um, I, I'd keep him around as a number four. He was he was pretty he was productive. Forty four catches is a forty four, plus he blocks and plays special teams.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean as long as you're as long as you're never asking him to be a number three or a number two again, I can, yeah, short of I can injury, stomach yeah. it. Yeah, but I mean, he had some rough drops. Um, he did, but yeah, I'm 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 still probably less uh, anti Noah Brown than I was going into this season. But I'm I'm still not also not beating the drum for him to to come back. But I, I just
1: think I just think it's important that they keep as much of their established talent as they ha- as as they can rather than last year letting both Cooper and Cedric Wilson walk, yeah. you know. Now, Cedric Wilson maybe was only playing for a contract because he didn't do anything in Miami, either that or he just mm-hmm. didn't fit in. Uh, but I tend to think it's the la- it's the, the former. Um, but, um, you know, uh, the Amari Cooper thing was uh, that really backfired because it seemed like as soon as the season started, they were looking for somebody else.
0: Mm-hmm. And the
1: thing that was intriguing about it was if we are to believe the reports, they weren't afraid of dishing something out for here. Jerry Judy, okay, now, you know, he was in the same Brandon class Cook. as C.D. Lamb, so mm-hmm. they would eventually have to pay him something big right. and give something up to acquire yeah. him in the first place. And then Brandon Cooks had a big salary. Right. So it's if we are to believe those reports, they are not reluctant to spend a lot of money at the wide receiver position um they won't have to do that if they follow your strategy of taking a first round wide receiver um you know i guess it depends on how comfortable they are with those guys who are going to be available to them um in the draft and and who they think will be available to them in the draft but um you know we talk about cap savings and we talked about how you know we we almost forgot neville gallimore who should be cut and can save us a few million, but there's another guy who should be cut and could probably save us some money, and that was second round draft pick Calvin Joseph.
0: Yeah, not not a whole lot. I, I think I no. looked at this last week. Uh, well, okay. I mean, pre so pre June one, would save us like six hundred thousand. Post June one, one point three million. So, hey, I would, I would take that.
1: <laughs> I, and make Sean Wright.
0: Mhm. Wright, right, probably yeah, 1 million post June 1 cut. I would uh I would I would take that too. I I think cornerback is a position that I would target the most heavily. Like if we if we do the plan I had talked about and and free up as much money as possible and really go all in this this offseason, to me the move is go after Jamel Dean, go after a, a James Bradbury if you think he's a fit. I, I'm not sure he's an ideal fit for our defense. But someone like that, and then also draft a cornerback. Because I'm, I'm planning ahead for moving on from Trayvon Diggs. And, and I'm probably uh, I in the minority. That. But I just think he's... He's gonna he's gonna ask for the kind of money that I think we I think Jamel Dean has shown enough consistency that I think he's worth, but I don't think next like he has a,
1: franchised.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. And and may you know if he continues to progress, you know we. But he, I I could also see him holding out for for a new deal before his rookie contract is up. Um, I don't know. I I would. I would do everything we can to to have it where we're not in a uh where we have as much leverage as possible with the cornerback position. And I think if we have a, a free and you know I Jamel Dean is going to be that's my ideal guy. But there are this is a decent cornerback class. I think in both. The draft and free agency, actually. I think that's one of the stronger overall positions um, t- for acquiring players this, this offseason. So, I, I you know, the discount option would be someone like Marcus Peters, and it would be kind of cool seeing him and Diggs, because both of them are, I think, stylistically similar, um, kind of ball hawker type of guys. But I would also... Draft a cornerback, and again, it's sort of like receiver. I got drafted
1: one in round four.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think that would, if we signed uh, Jamel Dean or Marcus Peters or James Bradbury, then yeah, I, I would wait till later in the, in the draft. But if we're, what? if we need someone to start step in, then that's definitely a position I'd consider in the first two rounds. Um, I would not as, like to be in that spot. And, and as
1: far, yeah, yeah. as far okay. as depth goes, though, when you're getting looking at four and five guys, four and five, um, I had talked about this last year. I talked about maybe moving one of Malik Hooker into a cornerback position, but they moved somebody else. They moved yeah, Mulumau. Is that his name?
0: I, I think it's Mukuamu. Mukuamu,
1: and he played well. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, and he was a corner in South Carolina. Correct. Um, So, you know, he might be a guy that, you know, you can play. I mean, if he can play safety and cornerback, then he's worth his weight in gold. Right. You know, because we really don't need him at safety. You know, we've got three safeties who are all good, solid players. We've got a promising guy in the bell kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we could use this kid as a, a backup cornerback if – you know, injuries occur or something like that. We can move him at safety. I think he's really I, I, that that might turn out to be a very profitable six round draft pick. I think he was right. six, six round. yeah, yeah. so that's Could be um, the
0: best cornerback we took. And I mean, right now he's looking that way better yeah. than joseph. and and I mean, he's the kind of guy that Dan Quinn covets. this This is the kind of guy that you wanted. Nation Wright to be the the rangy 6'4, you know, cornerback. And yeah, you don't want to put too much weight into one game, but yeah, I, I don't yeah, I, I think you get you gotta feel good about him. I will say with safety, you've got Donovan Wilson, obviously, is a free agent, and I wanna say the other two guys I think are going to be free agents pretty soon after. Like none of the we are like right yeah. now it as it sits we have a strong safety group, but none of them are none of them signed long term signed no. very long. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me see J Ron Curse. I, I wanna say he might have been a third ye- yeah no two he, years. He, he's a two year guy, so he's So is Booker. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and I wouldn't mind you know with and curse especially, he seems to really get it with Dan Quinn's defense. I wouldn't mind extending him. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's something to to factor in. Uh, that. And re- as I've put together kind of a preliminary big board, and, and it's largely to see where people are ranking these receivers and cornerbacks strictly based off the tape um, once the combine – happens i'm sure they're going to move a lot and i think it's it's worth noting what players ha- how players were viewed without any kind of workouts so obviously my my view on the combine is like if you there are measurables that like you you have to be an NFL quality athlete but much more than that i don't know if it makes a huge difference especially if it doesn't necessarily translate on the field either in a help or hindrance uh you know a guy that can run like uh what was the guy what was the guy for the cowboys who he had that one onside kick return for a touchdown against philly um the receiver I'm, i'm throwing away a potential uh Randall Williams, I think that is his name. Oh uh, yeah, him. Uh, he supposedly he ran like a four point oh eight forty, and he, nobody runs he that. Didn't, yeah, may, you know, maybe bullshit, but I think he was legitimately very fast. But he didn't do anything in the in the NFL. And guys like the guy that I'm I'm thinking of in my head when I hear about this guy Jalen Hyatt, who who was very good in Tennessee, but basically only running deep routes. I think of John Ross, who ran a four-two-two, and basically has never done anything in the NFL because you got to still play the receiver, league. right? Exactly, exactly. It's not the National Sprinting League. Um, so,
1: and we have to we have to forget about bringing Byron Jones back. We talked about that. Yeah,
0: yeah. That was that was sad. I, I'm sure there are a lot more players that that is the case for, where their bodies are just, you know, completely destroyed from the league. And it sounds like with him, maybe it's it's a little different. Maybe it's the team specifically did a poor job on his health, but... The Finns, you mean? Yeah, the Finns the Fins doctors apparently did a, didn't do a very good job, he felt. But... I, you know I, I also th- feel like a lot of players that probably have similar experiences just don't say anything because probably the league is you know doesn't want them to to bring it up and and you know I'm sure there's financial well incentive. years ago
1: that was that book that came out that did I think pretty well it' was called it's just a don't worry it's just a bruise that documented the, uh, that. the excesses of NFL teams and players when it came to dealing with injuries.
0: Huh, I've never heard of
1: that, book. Yeah, uh, you, you would probably like it. It's called the... It's just a bruise.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the thing I... Uh, the thing I always... Uh, oh, oh, you're okay, it's just a bruise? Yeah. Okay. Um, interesting. Oh, from the Raiders. Oh, boy. Um, the thing that I, I think about on that end is uh, there's a guy that I used to work with in my my first job out of college who was a like a personnel intern, and, and he eventually got a job with the Cowboys. And he told me at one point that uh, we were talking for some reason about the... Um, the movie any given Sunday. And he said he was talking about, you know, this and this are things that they totally got wrong. Like this didn't actually happen there. There's not, I I think one of them was like, they bring an alligator into the, into the uh, locker room. But, but what he said was that the way they depict pain injections and pain medicine in that movie is like spot on. And, And I'm guessing this book is, Kind of similar in that regard. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, anyways, on cornerback, yeah, we, we're not going to be able to sign Byron Jones. But I think we'll be able to sign someone. It's it's just going to be whether it's a guy who's, you know, a solid, like, at least Anthony Brown caliber or, or not. If it's not, if it's just a depth piece— then I think we got to draft someone high. And, and again, I think it, it's a good cornerback class. It, it's like a lot of these classes. There's guys who are... There's a few guys like uh, Devon Witherspoon is a guy who is kind of a little bit of a divisive prospect. PFF loves him. That He's like their sixth player on their board. The Athletic Consensus Board has him at like the 26th player but he's, he's rising, it seems like. So he's a guy that I feel like if he tests well, will probably be out of our range. But um, I, I look at him as a guy who's kind of scheme-proof, but a lot of these other guys are going to be scheme-dependent or, or best suited in certain schemes. The, the, the one guy that a lot of people have talked about is Joey Porter Jr., who... His dad, Joey Porter, yeah, uh, you probably linebacker for the, the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, very good linebacker um, slash edge rusher. But his son is—he's a cornerback, and he's very—he's ideally suited for press man. He, he's a guy. He's like 6'2". He's you know great, great in press, and I think that would be someone that would do very well with Dan Quinn. Um, th- this other guy. I think his name's Kelly Ringo, who I'm going to be curious how he tests because he's another guy who his tape is a little hit or miss, but I I think he's got, he's the style of player that could, that Dan Quinn could unlock. But I also think he's, he's probably going to test pretty well and that could, you know, bring him, you know, price him out of our, of our range as well.
1: All right. But, uh, Wow, that was a lot of information in a short period of time.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, there's, yeah. we'll we'll see, we'll see what uh, what happens next week or this week. Now is the combine, and uh, I'm not really concerned about it at all for the defensive tackles and offensive guards, but but for receivers and cornerbacks, it's gonna it's going to matter a little bit to me. But it's going to matter a lot in terms of their draft position. And again, the guys like Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, uh, Jackson Smith. I I don't care what they run. Uh, you know, as long as it's like a four-seven or something outrageously bad, like they didn't even try. You know, those those guys are top. You know, tw- good options at twenty-six, no matter what, to me. But I think the cornerbacks and some of these other receivers, um, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting, and and they might move their move their draft stock whether it's earned or not with a with a good performance. Every every year, someone does move move way up the boards because of a uh, a great combine performance. This this time last year, you know, I'm sure. If you said Trayvon Walker was going to be the number one overall pick, people would have said you're insane. You know, his production was just middling at best in college, and he put in an all-time great combine, and look what happened. So, yep. yeah, I think right. that'll uh, do it for this week. But uh, we'll be back next week to talk more draft, more combine with more information from the combine and also, uh, talk more free agency. Uh, but, uh, thanks for tuning in to this one and, uh, we'll see you next time.